Okay, so today's daf is your daf your zayin, and we start the significant way down at the Mishnah. Okay, um, yes, that's exactly what we got up to. Fine. So hektisha isato achlo gilgala. So what happens if someone is makdish his dough before it reached the stage of the dough being fully kneaded? Okay, that's a shat chiyuv hafrashat achala. The gilgala gizbar and the gizbar meaning was a true hektish, so the treasure of the basin mikdash. So that he was megalgal. He actually finished the kneading. And then after the person redeemed it. So in other words, during the Shat Chiyuv, it was in Shut Hektesh. And something in the dough that's Rishut Hektesh doesn't, is actually patur from Hafrashat Achala, because it says Aristotechem, your dough. Okay. So therefore, it'd be patur. Why? Because at the time when it would have been to Hafrashat Achala, or to the Chiyuv of Chala would have been Chal, it was in Rishut Hektesh. So you're patur. Okay. Now, what happens, so we say Kiyotzeb, we find something similar. And this actually should be familiar to us, because this sounds exactly like the Mishnah we learned in Mishnah Tepeh, and that's what the Gemara is going to be asking. But let's have a look. Kiyotzebo, ha-makdish peirotav ashlo ba'olau nat masro. If someone's makdish their peirot, their produce, prior to reaching onat masro. Now, onat masro, just so we can appreciate what's happening here, is a term can mean a few things. One can be the classic understanding, the pashup shadab onat masro, means when it's reached a shlish. Say, for example, we're talking about wheat. That's when it now is in the world of Trumas and Masra. It's Ra'ul Achila. And remember, that's the earliest stage where you can, even though you're not allowed to have a Achilat Keva, you can have a Achilat Ra. You can snack from it until it reaches Miruach Hakri, which is Gemara Malacha. We'll see in a minute that this Mishnah is actually talking about not the earliest stage, but the later stage, even though it seems to be a Machlok at um, Farsh Mishnah. But according to Rashama, you'll see. So that any, in any event, if you're Makdish Ad Masrot, Upadayam immediately redeemed it, and you chayavim, because during the Shad Chiyuv, it was in your property, in your care, meaning it wasn't a Shod Hekdash. Mishubalo nat masrot upadam chayavim, if you only makdish the produce after riches on nat masrot, after the Chiyuv being doing hafrashat from a masrot, and then you redeemed it, well, it doesn't matter. The Shiyuv, just because it went into Shod Hekdash as Tevel, doesn't remove the din of Tevel from it. However, Hikdishan achalon nigmaru, if you're makdish it, prior to reaching, now he was seeing the language of Nigmaru, which sounds like Mirachakri. So we've thrown in two different terminologies here, Onat Masot and Gamru. In any event, so Yikdishran Shalom Nigmaru, Gamrana Gizbar, and the Gizmar actually did Mirachakri, piled it over, finished the, did the Gemara Malacha, and then you redeemed it from Hektesh. Then Pturim, why? Because just like the Hesif Chala, at the time when the Chiyuv of Tevel is Chal, it was in Shod Hektesh. So therefore it'd be, as it says, Pturim, Shebashat Chovatan Hipturim, Ayub Pturim. Now the Gemara asks, why is it that we taught this Mishnah twice? That the, in terms of, as I said to you, the part we just read, the second part of the Mishnah, was basically a Mishnah in Mesech the Pei, we've already learned already. So why is it taught twice? So Rav Chuna, Rav Chia, Rav Yeshua, Ben Levis, Vishem, Rav Padaya, he explains that what? Echad Lemiruach, Echad Lishlish. Which is incredible, um, the Chirushia, because the Mafarshim Mishnah are arguing generally, Ah, what is this talking about? Is it talking about Onat Masrot, the earliest stages? Talk, talking about Gemara Lacha, the latest stage, Miruchakri. So what the, the Rishalmi says, the Mishnah is repeated because it's referring to both those times. Meaning, one Mishnah is talking about, uh, uh, like, uh, the early stage of Onat Masrot when it reached the Shlish, and the other Mishnah is saying the important time is Gemara Lacha. Asma, how do you, what, 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 do you need to both Burishud Hektesh, or how does it work? So I'll read you Rav Chaim, he said, because you have to see it inside, because it's uh, quite a kiddush. He says, This is the end of Dumeran Matchil Ba'achad Lashlish. 
the beinim of you shlish brachot hektesh, or beinim nimrochul biyad hektesh pturim. They provided that either of these things happened in rishot hektesh, which is quite, quite amazing. Either mirochakri, all the earliest stage at reached on on at mass or rishot hektesh, that's when you'd be patur. In other words, either or. It doesn't need. I'll make it even more clear. Because, for example, here, I'll just read the first part of this Dimor Matril. In other words, one that says, Lahavat Shlish, Sheima Biu Shlish Biad Hektesh, Pturim Afilunit Marchul Barishut Israel. Meaning, if it reached a Shlish Barishut Hektesh, and then you redeemed it from Hektesh after it reached the, the early stage of the early stage of development, even if an Israel does Mirachakri, it would still be Patu. Why? Shabbat Shlish, he are not Masur, Shimercha Mahashnik will be Isutev. All right? Um, so, uh, uh, that, that, in other words, it's either or, okay? Um, fine, because Havat Shlishi is not master, because already then if you're, then it sort of brings it into the world of Trumas and Masra, as we said. Fine. So Negamara says, okay, Rabbi Yossi Bar Amar Reba says, the Chavaya say, Chavaya, and the Chavaya Amrin, they say what? Echad Miruach Vachat Lashish. In other words, once Miruach on the Shlish, and Reba Mufarish, Lechal Lemiruach, or Peya Lashlish. So in other words, which of the two is Miruach and which of the two is Shlish? He says it's very simple. The one in Chala, we've been talking about Masech the Chala, that the, the first part of the Mishnah was um, that we said if it was Megalgel, Gilgul, Issa, if it was finally the dough is fully rolled in Rashid Hektesh, that's when you're Pater, okay, from Hafrashat Chala. So as we said, the stages in Hafrashat Chala, or, or not, in the Chiyuv of separating Chala, is parallel, has a parallel in the world of um of uh, Traumatomastro, if you remember. Um, so uh, what's the parallel of Gilgul filling, you know, uh, when the dose fully rolled? That is Miro Hakri. So therefore he understands is that, therefore he explains, so therefore our mission must be talking about the parallel case, the Chala. So our case is talking about Gemara Malacha, whereas there's Mishnah Mesach Tepeah, that's the Shir of Shlish. So in other words, it's not just a Chad Achad, we can actually identify which is the Chad Achad, based on, again, the context that is mentioned. Okay. Umanitu Rabbi Kiva, the other one back there, the Rabbi Kiva, uh, uh, sorry, we'll get to that in a minute. I mentioned Rabbi Kiva. Okay. Now, um, fine. Now, the Gemara now continues. It says, Umanitu Rabbi Kiva. What does it mean, Amishalak Rabbi Kiva? Arir B'chaim. Matnitu de Peya de Kamadli Inan Shlish Ayri. Now that you've said the Mishnah over there, meaning not Mishnah here, the Mishnah in Masechta Peya, that says that's referring to onot masro, meaning if it hits or if it's in Rashut Hektesh during onot masro, when it grew a shlish, that's when it's patur. He says that must be shitat Rabbi Akiva. What should Rabbi Akiva talking about? So the, so he writes another machlok we've also already seen. The palbin was a machloket. And this is referring to someone who was quiet as a field in Surya. If you recall, we said if it's a field of anochre, it's patur with Rumas masro, the field of Israel, it's chayven Rumas masro. Again, Surya is that area that was, um, has certain din of black areas or not, and we've discussed it many times already. So it says, there's a machlok at there. What happens if we got a field, the produce already reached a shlish, in Rishut Agoy, meaning in the property of Agoy, and an Israel v'lakcha Israel, and Israel purchased it from him. Well, Rabbi Akiva says, Hatosefet pato. Since it reached the shlish of Rishut Agoy, then all the produce, anything that even grows after that point would be pato with Trumas Amasro. Okay, that's what we said. That's a that's a din basuria. However, Chachamim says no. Now that it's in your ashut, the tosefet anything that grows past that point is chayev. Ah, so therefore, what the Gemara is trying to say 
is it seems to be that if you're saying both these markers are important, Onat Masrot and Miruach HaKri are important for Trumas Masrot, in meaning we say that the Mishnah Peah is teaching us that even if it reaches, it reaches a Shlish spiritual Hekdash, you'd be part of Trumas Masrot. That sounds like Rabbi Akiva. Because if, again, in other words, if it's because it reached Onat Masrot, Rishul Hekdash, it's part of no matter what happens after that, that's Rabbi Akiva, because that's not like Rabbi Akiva. Because what does Rabbi Akiva say? You purchase a field in Syria from a Goy if it's reached a shlish, then it doesn't matter what happened as it grew after it. Okay? Whereas Chachamim say, no, it thinks it grew up in Chayv. So it sounds like that's like Shita Rebbe Akiva. So we say, Maichadun, what now? How do we assess it? So Tiftar Ok Rebbe Akiva, either you can say, yes, indeed, the Mishnah there is Shita Rebbe Akiva, or maybe it's actually Bamachloket. Uh, sorry, or oh, Bamachloket, oh, sorry. Or Kedivra Akol. Or maybe it's like Kedivra Akol. Maybe even the Chachamim would agree in the case. In other words, the Mishnah in Peya could be Shita Chachamim. However, when? That's because Miyad. Meaning, it grew a shlishin rishut hektesh, then you put it, but you didn't give it a chance to grow any further, and you and you cut it down. That's why it's part of matrumas amasra. Otherwise, because shilachachamim would be if it grew any more, anything any extra extensions, if you like, would be chayiv and trumas amasra. That's why I'm resolving it. Okay, which is interesting because that's now saying this whole either or is really shita brevi akiva. Okay, um, fine. Okay, um, let's continue. Um, that's just a little hara, but um, again, there's a lot more to say on this. It's because there's Machok in Maprasha Mishnah, but that's the way Yushami sort of resolves it or understands the repetition of the Mishnah. Okay, let's continue. Nochrishna tan Israel Isa lasot lo ptura menachala. If a Nochri gave a Jew some dough, some flour, dough, and the like, and says, Can you make me some dough? It's patur mechala. Why? Because as Arisote Chemet says, it's only your dough, and this is the dough that belongs to a Nochri. Correct? So therefore, despite the fact you're doing the kneading, you're doing the baking, since it belongs to him, you're part of it. Okay? Um, I'll read your Rukhain. It says, Like I explained to you. Okay? The sins is Arisotechem, it's part of Now, what happened? What if it was given to him as a gift, meaning the Nochri here is to have some dough? If it was given to him, uh, this, this dough was a gift, uh, given as a gift prior to uh, being fully kneaded through, then it's chayeva. However, Mishagilgala, if the Nokri has already fully kneaded the dough and rolled it and, uh, and it's reached that Gemara Malacha in his Rishut, and then he gives it to a, a, a Jew, then we say it'd be Ptura because again, it's Zman Chiyuv, it was Rishut Agoy. Okay? Zman Chiyuv is when it's fully kneaded through and rolled. But it's still kneaded and. Uh, no, it was fully kneaded. You can imagine, let, let's say, let's say, let's say they were at the, um, there, there was a shared oven, right? And everyone comes with the dough. Been, they, they're going to, they're, um, they're about to put everything in the oven. And the guy goes and, and the guy's, you know, done, done, finished his job and he's about to go. And he says to this, and this Russell, Oh, you forgot some dough here. He says, ah, you can have it. Right. It's fully done needed. It's ready to go. That would be like a type of example. That's okay. what I told you in America, the caterers buy dough that comes from uh, Goy. And you don't have to worry about it. And they just bake it uh, like an hour before the chasana or whatever. Right. So in yeah. that, in, again, if you buy, correct. Ah, this is going to get very interesting in a second because um, it might be a problem. I'll, 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 let's just let's just finish this part of the Mishnah. Um, because I'll just what's critical here, what we're seeing from this from this Mishnah, is that um, it's. Who whose dough it belongs to, not who did the kneading. 
Okay. And that's what it sounds to, seems to be like from the Tosefta as well. Um, that I'll, I'll, since you're mentioning it now, some of these ideas, I'll, I'll bring it up now. That, um, and therefore, if it's the first case is also true, meaning if it's, this is, it sounds like it's clear on the Tosefta as well, but uh, I think we're going to see in the Rishalmi that, um, it's just uh, with my permission, I can't remember where I saw everything now. But um, but if it's a if it's the let's say it's a Jewish bakery who owns the dough, okay, and then he and he has non-Jewish workers who are actually going to like prepare the dough and, and make it all. It sounds like the pashup shot from the sukkah and everything, and from the um, also Shachan Aruch says this explicitly that it would still be chayv and chala because it's arisotachem, it's your dough, even if the nochri is doing the kneading and preparing. You've got non-Jewish workers doing all the preparation, okay. I mean, the, but it's also a risotechem if he gives it to you after it's ready to be baked. No, but again, it's only the, again. It's a risotechem is at the time of the shear. And then there's when when did it reach the chiyuv chala? It's like if it was rishot hekdash. If you put it after you turn it into the finished meeting process, you're also part of the because it's at this man chiyuv when it when it hits that shat chiyuv. Was it a risotechem or not? Why doesn't why doesn't that shat chiyuv just why isn't that continuous? Why is it only that? Well, it's just like Mirochakri, right? You've smoothed over the pile. Who smoothed over the pile? If Hector smooths over the pile, then it's part of a Trumasamasra. You put oh. it, you have a smooth pile. Why don't you say, I've got a smooth pile? No, it's at that Zman Chiyut. Whose Rashut whose was in it? Okay. But I'll show you, see here, it says, um, uh, yeah, um, uh, once again, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go through it all inside now, but the Shulchan Aruch seems to part. I mean, it seems to be quite clear because I remember you mentioning that there was a bit of a discussion in terms of if I got going to prepare the bread that belonged to a goo, would I be patra or not? And it seems to me that if there's an interesting, uh, it opens up really. No, no, the, the point that I made that time was that, uh, Satma allows the go to take the challah. Yeah. And the Jew comes in later and makes tabracha. Oh, okay. So I misunderstood. I misunderstood. Okay, fine, 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 fine. But in, in other words, there's still a shir, it's hichi of chala. There is, however, yeshurim, there's a yeshurim in the Miri brings, and it's brought in Hilchot Eretz Israel. You can see there's a footnote, beautiful footnote here in the, um, Reisman Mishnas at the bottom that discusses it. But Robert Rashonim say if it's blown by a Jew, then you have to do, um, then, then even if the Nochrim, the work is doing, you have to have Rashat Achala. What's very interesting though, is since you mentioned it about these caterers buying all this, um, all this dough from a non-Jewish, a non-Jewish uh, supply. Frozen doughs from plants, big plants. Correct, from big plants. Now that presumably it belongs to a would be fine. But there's a fa- fascinating barahater that I saw here. That actually, sorry, it's the shach. The shach. It's, this is on Shin Lamed and, uh, and Aleph that said what the women used to do. They used to konet batzek They would pay a anochri. He would prepare the dough. Okay, they'd get the dough and his patah from Chala because the Nochri put it, put it all together. Um, however, they, he said they've got a Mavata that practice because, firstly, it might be Midoraita Ma'ot Konot. Right? Meaning the, when you pay the money, it already belongs to you. Right? So it's, it's, so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but it might have to be that. Yeah, but that's only if you prepay. Correct. <laughs> you have to be careful in terms of what's happening. Like, is it, does it really belong to you or not? So, because if it already belongs to you, this arrangement might fall fall apart, but anyway, I'm I'm not a prophet bichlal. But this uh, that's that's what's going in the background. Okay, we better we better move otherwise. Um, uh, we're gonna finish the daf. Okay, let's just finish mishnah. Um, if someone makes an isa with a non-Jew, im ein b'shel Yisrael kishir chalap minachala. So in other words, they're in b'shutafot here, and the question is, do um, if the chelak of Israel is has a shir chala. 
then they'd be chayv to mafresh chalav. But if not, then it's possible. Even if, like, let's say, they each got a fifty percent share, and you're preparing two kavs of chalav, doesn't matter because there's a share of the Israel only one kav, and therefore you'd be uh, and his share is not chayv mechalas. So you have to separate chalav. Mashma, if it was, you know, fifty percent share of three kav, well, the, 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 the Israel's chalik is chayv mechalav. There is actually interesting discussion whether this means um, whether he'd be chayev if that only if they brought their own wheat independently brought together um or uh, or even if they from the outset they you know contributed money and bought the flour as a 50 percent deal but that's again a matter for further study anyway let's continue Ger, um fine let's say a ger that converts by the haitalo isa and he had dough and if it was already made made into rolled before he converted, then it's patu. Because the shot field, he was uh, he was still still a ger. Mishnit ger was only turned finished being made into dough after it was rolled after, then he's chayev. Bim safek, we say he's chayev, hafrashatachala has to occur. You wouldn't have to pay chomesh if a non-coin ate it. Okay? Um, because there's a suffix whether this is really chala or not. In other words, we do hafrasha misafek. That you can't mechayv someone in Chomesh because if a non Kohen eats it. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Akiva Omer Hakolo Lechachar Krima Batanur. Now, this Rabbi Akiva we're going to have to deal with because um, we've just seen it, see the Rabbi Akiva previously, and we're going to see it in tomorrow's daf. But very briefly, uh, the Rabbi Akiva, when it says Hakolo Lechachar Krima Batanur, it sounds like, according to the Pshat, the, 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 the simple reading of the Mishnah, is that he doesn't say the Gilgul is the Zman Chiyuv. The Zmian Chiyov is actually the Krima, the crusting over. That's what it sounds like. But we're really seeing Yerushalmi says that actually Rabbi Kiva, in explanation, actually holds also by um, when it's uh, ro- like when it's rolled. You I mean you can only eat as a snack until it's rolled, not until Krima. Okay, so it's not like he completely disregards it. And the time we said the Krima was important, that was, for example, if the, we, were, we were importing um, some, uh, uh, what was it? It was some uh, flour in Territory Israel, right? And it was made into dough on its way in. Which says, even if it got, even if it was rolled outside Israel and got krima inside, then you'd be chayv still in chala. So there's an interesting relationship Rabbi Kivik has, according to Rishami, between Gilgal and krima. But we'll see that in tomorrow's stuff. So I don't want to go into more detail. Okay, let's continue. Now let's, uh, now we ask the following question. We said, if you take the, the dough of a nochri and knead it, and knead it together. So you make dough for a nochri, sorry, that was. Then you'd be pater from chala. Now he says, ma ben, ma isat arnona. Now the, the isat arnona was like a tax they had. You have to pr- provide the uh, the melech with uh, certain like as part of a tax some some bread and there we say shemen the bakers had to separate challah from that How, but isn't that shouldn't that be considered like making dough for an okri so it says no tama brushut israel there it's considered as if it's still brushut israel meaning the case of one is still considered here is why shemim melech goy shalolitla maybe the the melech will decide not to collect it that way because all the collectors. I mean, he's still considered his. He just has to, you know, give uh, some some bread to the Belech if he's so asked to do so. However, Bran Hacha, in the case where a, the Goy himself gave you the, all the contents to making bread, that certainly belongs to the Goy. It's not dependent on the data of Israel in terms of giving or not and things like that. Okay, let's continue. Tani Rabbi Yoda, Israel, the Ha. Here's the part that I said is Mufrosh. Malaysia Israel, Polim Goyim. This is the Tosefta. Right, if the if the the products, I mean the supplies, belong to a Jew and the workers are goyim, we say uh, then they're chayv to separate chala. Why? Because it depends on who the material belongs to, not who the workers are that are doing it. Malay shall goy if the 
the contents are meaning the the it's owned all by a goy and it happens to be Jewish workers. Pola Israel Osim we say There is Okay, that's what we're discussing before, and when we got on a little bit of a sort of a tangent. Okay, um, fine. So Amar Amar of Yossi Af Anantanina. Uh, this is, we also we also say this. That if a nochri gave this, we, we saw this in our Mishnah. If a nochri gave a Jew to make some dough, it be p'tur menachala because it depends who owns the material. Okay. So im ein b'shel Israel. This is this talking about bedu b'shutafut. If the Israel does, if the chelik of Israel doesn't have a shiruchala, so Rabbun Barchias by Kamei Rabzira. Vafilu yesh b'Israel keshiruchala. I don't understand. He says even if the Israel has Let's, let's say it was the case of, you know, three kav that they had in Bishutafut. And the Chalik Yisrael is one and a half kav, which would be Chayim and Chala. Why do you say it like, the, why it should still be part of why? Why don't we make and consider it like the case where there's a kav of a goy, sorry, a kav of Israel, kav of Israel, and a kav of goy bemsa? Meaning you've got dividing the two kav of an Israel, there's a, a section of dough that is part of Michala. And we say in that situation, it's mafsik, it separates between the two in your pattern chala. So if you're doing some b'shutafut, why don't you say that the chelek of the goy is mafsik, and therefore the chelek of Israel should not be chayv in chala? The, the Gemara says that doesn't really hold. Why? So Amar lei Rav Zira, ve'inu murav ali degidim. He says, if you're talking about lechat chila, pieces of dough, they're separated by another big chunk of dough, fine, I can understand the chunk of dough in the middle of the goy, is separating the pieces of dough on the outside of Israel. But here, it's all mi'urav. They're like, Gideon is like sinews. They're like You can say there are strands of like the Israel dough connecting all the different strands of the Israel dough that's mixed into the goy of the goy. That's, you know, mitzarif it together. So then it would be chayev in chala. Okay. Next. Next, sorry. Gershinit gayer. By the way, now you can appreciate, you need to have this Gemara before and appreciate how can, how can a goy convert and not know whether his doy, his doso had reached Chiyuv uh, Chala before or after he converted. Now, this is very simple. Somebody else was needing the dough for him, right? So that's, uh, th- that, that's how would, uh, that's how you get this suffix, perhaps. Anyway, so let's get out. Kershinit Ger. Tamatin in the Gershinit Ger by Para. If you've got a case of a goy who had a, had a cow. Nishchata, and it was shechted. Ajlonit gayer, and it was shechted before he converted. Then his pato. Pato from what? These are matnat kuna that have to, the zroab lachaim and keva. The parts of an animal have to give his matnat kuna from holy when it's shechted. So it says it was a goy when his animal shechted. It's not chayv to give the matanot, even if it's a junior. Tal mishnit gayer, however, if this animal shechted after he converted, well, that's obviously, it'd be chayv, he's a yid. However, being safik, if it's a safik, he's not sure when the animal shechted in terms of, in, in, um, in the timing in relation to when he converted. Then we say, He can keep it. Because he can say, okay, to the coin, prove to me I was a yid when the, and he can't. Like, so therefore he can keep it. In other words, like with any dine mamon or issue, the burden of proof is placed on the person who's trying to extract the funds. So therefore, he can keep it. Now, so I don't understand. There, by the case of Matnakuhuna, by the animal that was shechted, we say he's pato. Here, though, we have a suffix. He says you have to do hafrashat achala. If you recall, in other words, a suffix when the Gilgul was in Amish, he said So why? I don't understand. Why there do we say it's pato? In that case, you say chayev. Gemara says Amar Vacha Itutuf Kamei Rav Ami bought this cash before Rav Ami. Va'amar Ami Yomerli Hiasheino Notel Daba Min Hashemet. So he says I don't understand. Who says? Even though he has to have Rosh maybe he can still 
demand a payment when he gives it to a coin. Meaning that let's just split between the Dine Mamonot aspect. It might still be Hamotzi Mechavor Lavarayim. In other words, he has, he does have Rashat Achala. And then he says, the coin, here you go, but you have to pay me for it. Okay? It might not get very much, but he says, you have to pay me for it. So Rabbi Yaakov Zavdi said, Rabbi Yaakov Rabbi Lazar says, Notel Hu Damav, uh, uh, so he says, indeed, Notel Hu Damav Minashevet. So therefore we said, So I don't understand why then in the case of the Matanakuna, don't we say the same thing? Separate it, give it meaning Matanakuna by the para, and get paid for it. So Amrav Yossi, He says, no, it's different. When it comes to Chala, it's not just a Dine Mamon edition. It's also, and there's an Isur Tevel. There's an Isur associated with it. And if you don't do Afrasha Tachala and you're Chayim in Chala, it's Avon Mita, Bitevere Shemayim. So you have to do Afrasha. So then the Gemara says, well, if you have to do Afrasha, the Matak in the dough, Misafek, again, you don't know when, he doesn't know when it was rolled in relation to his, in, with respect to his conversion. If that's the case, then maybe he doesn't, uh, if he has to Afrasha in any event, because out of the Suffolk, this could be really Chala, maybe he can't ask the Shevet to pay him. Meaning, so he says, no. So here's what happens, it's just beautiful. In other words, the Gemara says we can very simply separate between the two. There's a Isurim issue and there's a Dine Mamorid issue. The Dine Mamorid issue, you can say, Amotim Chabar Lavaraya. But because of the Isurim issue that's going to have on me to be a Shemaim, no, I still have to do Afrasha. So therefore, that's why in Chala we have to do Afrasha. But he doesn't have to give it to the coin for free. You can say, I'm selling it to you for, you know, half price, whatever it is. Give it, you have to give me, you have to, you have to pay me because you can't prove that with respect to the Dine Mamorid issue, it really belongs to you. Okay. Or it's fit for you. Okay. Let's continue. Amarabum Barchiyah. You've got two goyim that, that um, were making challah, the dough, sorry, b'shutafot. And then it was two kav, so the dough together is a shiur challah, and then they split it up. Then, v'nit gayeru, and then they converted. I'm adding the word nit gayeru here. V'hosifu, and then they add each to their individual doughs. We say now, chayavim, they are chayav, because there was no shat chova in Brushot Agoy that we said that we became patu for. Why? Because each of them, each independently, only had a, uh, only had a one kav in that shared dough. And it's only now, once they've converted the Mosif, it reaches the Shiro, the Chil Chala, but they're already Jews, and so they have to have Rosh Chala. Now that shouldn't be so surprising. The next din, however, is surprising. And this is more of an introduction to tomorrow, even though I'm tempted to go all the way to the end of this Amud, but we'll have to stop here. It says, what if it's Shnei Yisraelim? Well, chazal this tomorrow anyway. Shnei Yisraelim shasu Shnei Kavim. We've got two Yisraelim that made two Kav. So, are they Chayim and Chala then? Did it shoot a foot? No. Because again, if it was Lad Aldat Lechalek, we've said previously that if each individual doesn't have a Shiro Chala, then it's Pato. They divide it up. And then they added to the individual doughs. Then we say pturim. What? The answer is yes, we say pturim. Why? Because when it was Rashut Israel, we the dough itself, Rashut Israel, that was owned by Jews, was a itself a shir chala, but each of them individually didn't have a full shir chala inside it. That that is considered pato. So therefore, if they split it up later, and then Mosif, already Mosif to something as Patu Michala, and therefore we don't have to, uh, then, then there's Patu. I'll read it inside, because it's incredible. Read it with Chaim. It says, Since it was a Bishut Yisrael, and it was a Shiru Chala, meaning two Kav. But it, but it was Patu, because all of that Lechalek. 
You can't now add an extra chiyuv. This is this is this sort of answers your question. That's kind gilgul hektesh the pator. Meaning at the shat chiyuv, as long as it's owned by a hektesh, or like we said um, previously, if it, if it was uh, gifted by a goy already be shat chiyuv, since it's a shat chiyuv, it's pator. You don't now say suddenly say, oh, now we can throw the chiyuv back onto it. Okay, that's the uh, answer your question. Seder. So after that, mitz Hashem, we will pick up. Um, so conceivably, a person could take a, a lot of uh, a lot of dough mm-hmm. and say, "I I have shutafim. I have ten shutafim, and therefore I'm not chayv chaga on a gid." Oh, he can say it. He can lie, but does he does he really no, have it or not? You could make it uh, le- legally true. Okay, so uh, um, it, it, we said if it's al dat lechalek, then then that's true. But then that would happen. But you'd have to give it to each of them. Unless you, yeah. you're saying, you're, could, you're saying you might could a family do that, or it's only the, well, the Rosh Mishpah? No, well, it's it's like I think it's like old name Amon and things like that. I'd assume mm-hmm. meaning the uh, Bnei Mishpacha, what they Masha Kanei Shakana Abala and things like that. You know, right. exactly. I, I assume I don't know. I guess. Very right. good. <laughs>